I greet you. A calm voice came back in the same language. Did you give your name as General Skywalker? I did, Anakin said, frowning. Why? Have you heard of me? Hello and welcome to episode 38 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. I'm your host, Matthew Nugabauer, coming to you live to air on this August 21st, 2018. If you're counting, it's the Tuesday after the 13th Sunday after Pentecost uh, here in Churchland. I'm joined, as always, by my Coruscant Guard, ginormous Coruscant Guard coffee mug and R2-D2. Today, hello, R2. Thanks, R2. And it, it is coming to live to, for, to air. It is muggy. It is probably raining uh, here in suburban Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We are going to be talking about Thrawn Alliances uh, getting into definite spoiler territory. So if you haven't read this book, uh, I will definitely let you know when to tune off and, and to uh, go read this book. Go listen to the audiobook by Mark the Cannon Legend Thompson. Of course, the novel written by Timothy Zahn as his, his sequel follow-up to that first fantastic Thrawn novel from a few years ago. But first, how have I been Star Warsing other than reading Thrawn Alliances? Well, I realized I, I really should be getting into talking about the comics a little more. Um, so, because that's the thing, it's one of the things I, I do regularly so common that, so often that kind of slips my mind a little bit. But we got we got to wrap those comics. Uh, this past week, it was the uh, Beckett one-shot, which, and I, I won't go into too much spoilers here, but... The, it, it was a really fun fun little book. Uh, it's a one-shot, so just the only issue, Marvel says number one, it's a one-shot. <laughs> um, broke it, divided into three chapters, super Western in its look, uh, in the, the art, including, the, especially in the, the chapter pages, chapter heading pages. Uh, moved by very fast. We Emphis Nest is on the cover, so we see kind of an early, early encounter with them, early encounter about Crimson Dawn and all, and, and all that. So definitely a fun, fun book, a nice little heist story, as, as you can expect with Beckett and Val and Rio. Um, kind of, it, it is interesting bringing back those characters after, uh, you know, Solo, just not getting the airtime that, that other the Star Wars films needed. It's kind of been buried <laughs> a little bit not by Lucasfilm necessarily maybe a little bit by Lucasfilm but just hasn't been uh, given the attention the solo novelization is coming out soon but it, it, it's quiet times uh, in terms of that uh, the other comic that came out Poe number 30 that, that, that's sad because Poe number 31 is going to be the last issue they're still going through where was Black Squadron during The Last Jedi, which is fascinating. They're actually telling stories. It's, it's the rare bit of thing where Lucasfilm is actually willing to tell stories almost past The Last Jedi. And, and so this is actually the latest thing in the canon we have is Poe getting this report back from, uh, I believe, from, from Jess Pava about where they're at, what they're up to, and why they've been detained. So, uh, looking forward to a, a great conclusion there. Obviously, they're not going to go too far beyond The Last Jedi, but, and, uh, 
that was a great run. If you're looking for a great uh, way into the comics and you love the sequel trilogy, definitely, yeah, the Poe, that Poe run, it, yeah, it went into a lot, but a lot to do with Poe and Leia and, and what their dynamic is like as mentor and mentee, as someone who you literally grew up in Leia's shadow in, in a good way, right? Gleaning from Leia's shadow. <laughs> um, and so that's something that's something that we don't remember with, with The Last Jedi is this is someone Leia has known literally his whole life. If you go if you go back and read uh the four issue Shattered Empire arc, you see actually that happening. So you see his parents and how where he you know, post childhood. So definitely uh you know, good to check out again if it, a thirty one issue run is pretty manageable. It has a good coherent unit. The Vader from twenty fifteen was twenty five issues. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be yeah, an exciting, exciting finale. It'll be sad to see it go. Uh, so, so that last bit of news is, uh, Star Wars resistance. The trailer finally came out. I was, where was I? I believe I was, uh, on the subway. I can't remember where I was. No, I was at work <laughs> last week when I had my temp job. And this Resistance trailer drops, and just as almost as surprising as the Clone Wars trailer from a few weeks ago, of course, that was way more exciting. <laughs> but because we knew this Resistance trailer was coming, the art style—I gotta say—I don't know how I feel about the art style. I'm not big of a, that big of an anime guy. Um, the story looks kind of intriguing. The story is about uh, this this pilot this kid kind of teenage character again starting with the teenage character and, and growing him up just like with ahsoka and with ezra uh, i believe in kazuo and uh you know you asian skinned and or, or whatever i mean there's no asia in star wars but he looks he looks like that and, and so the, the more representation and that that's great um the story he he's working on a on this uh, piloting crew for as a piloting racer, but also doing resist missions for the resistance and um, it looks like an interesting story, an interesting chapter. We don't quite know when it's set. The art style again it is it's probably something I'm just gonna have to get used to. Would be my guess, but that's that's uh that's all. We'll wait and see. I you know I. The same with Clone Wars and Rebels, right? You gotta give it a chance. Um, with Forces of Destiny, for example, I already knew, accepted that it wasn't aimed at aimed at me, and so that was easier. So I guess I just gotta do the same thing with with uh, Resistance and see where it goes. Because I, I mean, I definitely trust the vision that Dave Filoni has set out for the show, and we know he isn't going to be hands on, but definitely trust that. So. Uh, that, that's what's going on. It's, it's, that's the biggest thing Star Wars wise we've got for, and until really until celebration, I guess celebration is going to be in April over Palm Sunday here in Churchland. Um, uh, the, the two novels that are coming out in February and March, uh, the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan novel that I will, by Claudia Gray that I will 
ingest intravenously. <laughs> and of course, the Padme novel by Southern Ontario's only Kate Johnston, Kate Johnston. I will also ingest intravenously. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, that's it. It's this interesting, weird kind of lull time. And so, uh, you know, think about even for this own podcast, what what we do. I'm, I'm entering it, my own the time of transition right now. So, um, if I you know see where things go, see where things stand currently, uh, definitely, hopefully, things to talk about and ideas, but just time to talk about them is another question. Uh, last bit of housekeeping. Next week, uh, next week the Tuesday slot. So yeah, I've gone come back to the Tuesday slot for now. Um, next week will be my uh, calm at the calm before the con episode. I, I wanted to do that last year. Usually, when I go down to Fan Expo, I get a I, I go and get my my passes early, so I avoid the line, so I can just go straight in on t- on Thursday. So next week I'll be going in to either Tuesday or Wednesday, find a spot somewhere either outside or, or in the in the hall and just grab my phone and record a little bit of, of what I'm looking forward to here. There isn't that much Star Wars content uh, going on. I'll you do the rare bit of talking about action figures and the type of the um, my shopping list, if you will. But the only thing I really can think of is, in terms of guests is Peter Mayhew. Which, which is significant, right? I mean, how often do you get to see Peter Mayhew live? So, um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things shape up in terms of the schedule for Fan Expo Canada. But I, I don't expect it's not going to be like the the Rebels uh, Rebels finale, Rebels season premiere. Sorry, season four premiere last year, or Mark Hamill or other year, or things from other years. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. So that's that's the news, that's the housekeeping. Coffee break, R2 break. Let's see what happens. Alright, coffee's kinda cold. That's okay. Makes it easier to go down. Okay, so as I said, I'm going to go into spoiler territory here about something about Thrawn Alliances. So if you haven't read the book and you plan on doing it, if you haven't listened to the audiobook and you plan on doing it, uh, I recommend you yeah, shut this podcast down. Go and read this, read the, read this book. Uh, yeah, or listen to the audiobook if you, if you have an Audible account, or if you don't have an Audible account, and you just sign up for uh, the the sample or, or the, the the trial thing. Uh, get a month, get a credit. Download the audiobook. It marked the canon legend Thompson does great as as always. The thing you heard at the beginning. Uh, was was posted on StarWars.com, and so I, I found the the link for the the MP3 and just went ahead and uh, <laughs> spliced it in. So that was a little bit of a different thing. That that's the prologue, the 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 prologue then. So the earlier prologue that's comes the second prologue. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. So okay, so from here on in, going to spoilers. Unless, you know, I apologize if you considered the thing before spoilers, but spoiler mark now. So, uh, as implied by the, uh, the the bit of the prologue I, I said before, I posted before, uh, 
there's a lot of Anakin and Vader in this. There's a lot of uh, Anakin in the Clone Wars. It was more than I was surprised. It's half the book <laughs> is this one story, this story between with Anakin and Thrawn during the Clone Wars. And I, I, I haven't listened fully to the audiobook. I just go to Mokij. So they, they're on Batuu. And Padme's, uh, just to recap here, Padme's uh, handmaiden, Duja, finds a separatist facility, factory, out in the unknown regions. What are they doing out there? What's happening? Something can't be good, right? Um, Duja is killed, and so Padme ends up, is killed, is on Batu. Padme finds Duja killed on Batu. Goes to Mokivj. I thought I don't know if that was Mokivi, but Mokivj is fine. Um, and, and discovers this this separatist factory for droid factory. Anakin meets up with Thrawn. They don't really trust each other. As here the first meeting, uh, but they get to this begrudging respect of each other. Anyway, so so that's actually it's interspersed, interlocked with this story later where. Vader and Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean, they're both now Imperials, and uh, finding this other secret. This uh, these Force-sensitive Chiss children who use the uh, use their Force sensitivity to to chart their way through the uh, the unknown regions. And this and the reason that it's unknown regions, of course, is because it's very volatile and very difficult to chart through and that's why generally the old republic didn't bother they had bigger fish to fry back on coruscant right just for the thousand years so they left things out there um we learn of course that this this species called the grisks has has kind of stirred up a civil war among the chiss and so it's a question of does thrawn want you know, is Thrawn loyal to the Empire, or is he loyal to the faction? Loyal to the Chiss being independent of Grisk aggression, because the Grisks actually probably have designs on the wider galaxy. So that, that's the story of, of Thrawn alliances. They they foil both basically. Uh, there's a bit about the the factory, the droid separatist factory that they're using Cortosis, both because the separatists can use it to stop Jedi stop lightsabers and that would be an amazing boost for the separatists but of course the moment we see uh, the clone troopers are involved we know okay yeah order 66 this, is, this would help order 66 a lot and help the jedi purge a lot that gets confirmed in the epilogue epilogue that of course vader and thrawn or vader at least already know, knows that by the time he's vader or or i guess what what in the vader portion he knows that anyways what I'm interested in, and it was an interesting story. It was kind of slow getting into, but once things got revealed, it was very Sherlockian, just the way Thrawn is, right? What was most fascinating to me, at least at least for this podcast, is what is Vader's relationship to Anakin? That's the thing that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting him to explore that very much at all. I thought, okay, it's mostly going to be about Thrawn and Vader and how they work together and yeah, the thing about on the back, sorry, you know, time for Thrawn to face his future, and yeah, we can, you know, as I talked about, the, the, with the Chiss and the Grisks and all that, 
Time for Vader to face his past. And again, I didn't think that would happen as much as it did. Because we, we've had some questions, right? We've had questions about who knows that Vader was Anakin Skywalker. How does Vader feel about it? Does he care, right? So the, let's break this down then. So Thrawn actually answers some of those questions. And who knows that, that Vader was Anakin Skywalker? And the answer is, in, in alliances here, it is Vader's deepest, darkest, darkest secret. Right, he says, how could anyone possibly know, right? And and this comes up at times where Thrawn suspects something, right? So it suspects and says, I don't know, or I forget what the context in that case was, but he, he hints at something that, he says something maybe about their mission, the earlier mission on Batuu with Anakin, and says, and then Vader says, thinks in his head how could he possibly know right uh, and so, so it was a very closely guarded secret maybe there's an implication that palpatine told thrawn or hinted at it um, there's that that possibility i don't entirely know because one of the things that <coughs> the Vader mentions in in that little monologue internal monologue is the the bond between master and apprentice among the sith is it's sacred almost, which is an odd thing to say. But he, he he really believes in the bond between master and apprentice, that the master would never betray the apprentice, <laughs> which I'm laughing about because, uh, yeah, he would, <laughs> which is the funny thing. If, if it suited the master's designs, if it suited Palpatine's designs, if, if Palpatine thought it would help Thrawn work better with Vader, and get the, the what what the this disturbance that Thrawn senses, which I, which turns out to be the Chiss children. Um, if that helped, then maybe he would have betrayed Vader. But of course, there'd be long lasting implications of that. So we, this answers kind of that second question too: is how does Vader feel about that? <coughs> Clearly, he's not a fan of. Thrawn finding out, and Thrawn figuring it out, or of Thrawn knowing. We see with Ahsoka in Twilight of the Apprentice, we see him not really being able to react because he would, he, he could tell it would it would come out. With, he, he sorry, I should say he 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 could predict that Ahsoka would figure it. Out. It was reasonable that she'd figure it out. Um. You know, we see that she has this vision in in the cave, uh, the temple on Lothal. You know, we, <laughs> I mean, there's even the the part where she breaks his mask. A beautiful shot, where you see, you see a bit of Anakin's face, and um, you know, Matt Lanter's voice comes through clearly, more clearly. That's of course even after. Ahsoka makes a comment of saying uh, you know, something about, you know, I won't leave you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I killed him. So in those little contexts, yeah, but someone like Thrawn, who's an outsider, who's a general, um, just a, just a, just a, to Vader's, from Vader's perspective, just another Imperial officer. He really doesn't want him to know. He really, and, and I can understand that 
it's a deeply personal secret to him, right? Especially because of how ashamed and embarrassed he feels about who Anakin was. Ashamed and embarrassed because he has it in his head that the Jedi Order itself was weak and evil. And so he killed Anakin and he killed uh, as the highest Purge in Order 66. And we see Vader's vision of that actually in the 2017 comic. No, in the, in the end of the 2015 comic run. It happened to be in 2017. We see that them going back to Mustafar. It's Anakin and Vader fighting each other. And Vader kills Anakin. It's a vision, of course. It isn't literally because same body and everything but yeah i mean it's just part of his past that he really wants to keep hidden in secret and stood away because he sees it as weakness right he sees it as fear he sees it as the jedi overall uh, as, as their their commitment to the light to fighting for for good <laughs> and caring for others and actually having compassion and ruining this paradox having compassion and forcing being forced to 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 deny it when it's right in front of you with Padme uh, that contradiction he sees as corrupt and evil that we see in in revenge of the sith so what's the most fascinating what's really fascinating is I don't know whose idea this was, was Timothy Zahn's or someone else's. Whenever Vader has a memory about Anakin, he can't bring himself to say Anakin. It's always the Jedi. Singular, right? Kind of like how I said Return of the Jedi is about Anakin, Return of Anakin. I, I didn't read, I didn't listen to too much of the audiobook, but when... But I did listen to the epilogue, the last epilogue, and, and even then there are memories of Anakin, and Mark Thompson's delivery of that is wonderful. That even when when, it, when Vader's saying uh, memories of the Jedi coming back, it, it's this contempt and this trying to push him away, right? Even positive things, things that you could see, you could say are useful for for Vader you know there's one part where he's he's uh, flying in one of Thrawn's pet projects the TIE Defender flying it and he uh, leading a TIE squadron against the Grisks and having the thrill of of flight and, and leading a, a unit the Sprit de Corps if you will as says no, that's the Jedi's memory. That's not mine. And even that is uh, <laughs> is something he wants to push away. So, so that's what's fascinating. I think it's time for a coffee R2 break. We'll see. Yeah, R2, he liked the book too, right? Try to shake him. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um... What do we make of this is the question. Because the question, where is Vader at? And this is set just before A New Hope, right? This part of it. 
what what do we make of Vader's? What's the saying? The reason, I mean, that's the thing. It is it's almost a constant, just like it's a constant in say ancient literature. Or you you look at so so you look at the Gospels for example. The reason why let's take this again. But the reason why the Pharisees are given so much screen time is not because they're this other thing that's distant and so far away. Right? The Sadducees they're distant and so far away. They don't give much screen time. The Romans they're so far away. You know I mean the Sadducees are far away in terms of they're so different from what the early Christians cared about that uh, they they just didn't have much to say to them. The Romans, at least in the first part, they just didn't have much Roman Empire, Roman authorities, they just didn't have much to say to them. What are you going to do? The debate, the dispute wasn't so much with them at that point. It was with the Pharisees because Pharisees were right there, were the very thing they were grappling with in terms of what is what is Judaism, what is faithful to who God is and what he's doing. I'm going to turn that on the head a little bit when it comes to Anakin and Vader here. The thing I've contended, and this contended, and this uh, alliance, is, I think it confirms this to me a little bit. The thing I've contended is that Anakin never really died. Whenever Vader says, I killed him, it's this wishful thinking. This sort of, uh, you know, oh, I wish I could just forget everything. You know, just the same way his grandson you know, wants to say, wants to forget Ben Solo. He wants to be Kylo Ren. He wants to forget Ben Solo. He wants to forget his father, Han. And when... when Luke says, uh, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna haunt you just like your father." You know, you know that's something is still there. There's some presence still there. Interestingly enough, of course, it's Luke who says, "I know you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father." I mean, the only way Vader can again, I've said this countless times. The only way Vader can say, uh, "I am your father," is by acknowledging some aspect of Anakin's life is still with him. And that was, in a way, that's the beginning of the end for Vader. What I'm contending is not necessarily, this is the question, this is an unanswerable question, right? Are Anakin and Vader two different characters? Uh, or, or are they the same? Again, it isn't really an answerable question because it isn't an either or. Vader wishes they were. <laughs> Maybe. And there are some things that. There are some things that you see even in the Clone Wars that are, are clearly more close to the dark side. You see with. In episode two, with the slaughtering of the, uh, the Sand People. Which, interestingly enough, Vader looks back on and calls it justice, which is, is a fascinating thing. Or I think maybe even it's Anakin by the time of, in the Anakin portion, I can't quite remember. But in this book, he, he says, no, that was justice for killing his mother. Um, 
<laughs> there are these things, but I think I mean part of the point of the Clone Wars is, was to show uh, that Anakin had this capacity for generosity, and compassion, the very things that Padme saw and connected to, the very things that Ahsoka saw and was willing to be loyal to, and, and Rex and the whole Five or First was willing to be loyal to Anakin and trusted him, right? Uh, <laughs> the things that, yeah, Obi-Wan for sure saw and tried to bring out as best he could. What the question is, Vader looking back at that, he's trying to stamp it out because Anakin is still challenging Vader. That's the crazy thing. Is it, and That's the thing I'm thinking here is, Anakin is still standing on the high ground of Vader and saying, you don't really want to do this, do you? You don't really want to be this way, do you? You look at the thrill of an esprit de corps, look at the, what's the only point of family and you know, wife and mother and, you know, and then of course Luke shows up, children, right? This is what you're giving up in your your blind rage, your, your fear that leads to hate, that leads to suffering. This constant voice in his head. So, yeah, the, the question is, so it's a question of how much do our memories define us in the present? How much, especially... I mean, I don't think many of us could say we've uh, we've broken bad. Right? Is the 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 other TV show that I haven't seen? We've broken bad, but what is true for all of us is memories of the past, memories of past better times and better days do define us and say you know, we can look back on them and say. Oh, I wish we were still able to do that. Wish I was still able to be that way and live in that circumstance. But also to say, possibly to say, uh, or we have the, another option of saying, but it was taken away from me. It was ripped away from me by this unjust system. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying that for myself, but <laughs> I think we do tend to say we can look back on those things. You know, the unjust system and rail against the machine and, and, you know, for for some in some cases that is a legitimate thing, right? In case in cases of injustice, <coughs> um, you know, think you, know, yeah. I mean, you look at people have had good jobs and things were working, and then some greedy politicians and businessmen got their hands on on the the plant and shut it down or something or whatever circumstance that is. There are legitimate reasons to to protest and gripe, but. If you're a general in the Grand Army of the Republic and, um, you know, you think the Jedi are the ones who, who you know, and Obi-Wan, you, know, you turned her against me, Obi-Wan's right. You've done that yourself. So we have that option. And then we have the option at the end where uh, we can let the past 
you know, the past, even in the midst of the the darkest situation. Palpatine is shocking Luke on the floor, writhing on the floor. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. There's hope for the future. Lift him up, lift Palpatine up, and throw him over the edge. It doesn't say that the present is rosy, peachy, keen. Uh, not that necessarily Anakin would say that the Clone Wars, or Vader would have said the Clone Wars were rosy, peachy, keen. But there were reasons to hope back then. And in that moment, and I've said this before, in that moment with with Luke and with with Vader, provided reasons to hope again. He's given into. Vader is finally given into the challenge that Anakin presented, that Luke has presented, right? That the Ahsoka's trial and all these things potentially took away, you know, the, the forbidden love with Padme took away. Anakin has actually seen a way through it. So that's the thing. Again, Anakin never left. There's this one point at the end where, near the end, where Vader makes this flying maneuver. I think we sort of see it in Revenge of the Sith, where he does this barrel roll. Well, we see it at the beginning of, of the very beginning, with the attack on Anakin and Obi-Wan are attacking the Separatist ship that Palpatine's on. I think we see this, this barrel roll movement into the, <laughs> just in, into another set of enemy fighters, and... Uh, Thrawn remembers the very same movement that Anakin had done. And just the thought. It is he. And and that's kind of the answer a little bit in that. That's the recognition that Anakin is still there in Vader. I think I've maintained ever since the beginning. So, the, yeah, that's the answer. Is Anakin is still there in Vader. Even if they're fighting and pulling apart and challenging each other to to stop <laughs> um, we know who wins in the end hopefully episode 9 goes into that a little more uh, it'll certainly go into it more in terms of Kylo's story because Kylo and Ben's story because it's it's the sequel trilogy and so I, I get the whole it needing to be their story but give us these fresh insights on this relationship between Anakin and Vader, if he if they confirm that he is the chosen one, what does that mean? Maybe give that a little more. We got shoot a year and a half until episode nine. A year and a year and a quarter. No, we're in a third, sorry, until episode nine. So with that, we do see how uh I mean this is we do see how how the first order was able to chart a course to the unknown regions. We know the Chiss are involved in that. Maybe some of that memory, here we come go again, memory will come back and uh, help the resistance this time. So one more coffee or two break. Yeah, just uh, some brief, so that was some brief thoughts on how Throne Alliances goes into Anakin Vader. If I have more to say, I probably will think of more things to say here. Um. Yeah, I, I will do <laughs> so. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, again, spoilery on Throne Alliances. Hopefully, that's 
you know, hope, I hope you enjoyed the novel. If you haven't read it and you still, this has intrigued you, go ahead and read it anyway. Yeah, read it all the way through. It does get there in terms of it, its ability to, yeah, when, when things, and so when things start to get unveiled and revealed, I thought, okay, now we're talking, now we're cooking. So, um, this has been episode 38 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. If you, if you, if you're intrigued by what, <laughs> what you heard, sorry, try to nail, nail on the landing here. I can stick the landing here. If you're intrigued by what you heard, if, if you, if you want to comment, uh, let me know. NEUG on Twitter, NEUG485. I'm going to post these things on Facebook in different places. I request to follow on Instagram at MNEUG1138. This has been episode 38 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you always.